everyone, and welcome to Paradox Untold Stories from Athletic Directors. I am Dr. Danielle Lapointe. My co-host is Dr. Dustin Smith, and we are here today with Steve Robinson. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. Good. Thank you for being here. Um, I also want to say thank you to Tickets Pickets for being our official sponsor. Um, without them, none of our episodes would be possible, so big shout out to them. And Dustin, how are you doing this morning? Man, I'm great. Uh I have been looking forward to this since Steve and I had a conversation about it. We talked about it at the national convention and said, Hey, we want to get you on here. Um, and, and I've been following Steve and on social media, I've been following him and now I get to, I get to be a witness to his leadership growth journey, as we call it in the cohort as he's a member of the executive leadership cohort. And he's going through that process this year. And, Man, we get to go to North Carolina. We've been to North Carolina a few times, but in this episode, we're going like to the top, like not just to, we're not going to Kelly Lewis level. We're not going to Tom Bigley level. We're not going Derek. We're going exceeding above those levels and getting Steve Robinson. So man, Steve, I'm excited for you to get here. Excited for you to be on here and excited to use, as you said, to have a good time. Oh yeah. That's what, that's what I come to do. I just wanted to have a good time. I've seen how you all do it. So that was fun. I mean, I think I'm looking forward to it. Well, Steve, we'll we'll talk about this a little bit, but Steve is in Charlotte, Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools, which is a very large school district, but we'll talk about that. Steve is the assistant athletic director there, and Steve is, man, I, I've been around Steve a handful of times in person now, and I, I've just enjoyed being around him. <laughs> he enjoys, like he said, just having a good time. We're going to have a conversation, get to talk about some things that, that make Steve who he is. And Steve, I always like to ask this question to begin. Tell us what the resume doesn't tell us about who Steve Robinson is. What do you like to do away from the job, away from the world of athletic administration, which could drive you crazy? And we know there is a world outside of being an AD. It may be small, but we have a world outside of that. What do you do outside of that for fun? Well, for me, it's it's. Uh, well, I'm from West Virginia, so I moved to Charlotte in 2008. So I'm from West Virginia. That's home for me. So when people say about West Virginia, I, I want to go fishing. I'm gonna go fishing. I love reading. Um, my wife is here. I have uh, two children. I have two grandbabies in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, five and eight, and those are my. That's where I get a lot of my laughs at. Is the youngest one, and I'll tell you a story about her. You know, as we go on, but but outside of athletics, that's pretty much it. You know, I, I love to go fishing. I um, love to kick around with family sometimes. Uh, maybe a cigar lounge here or there, or, or you know, just enjoy life. I mean, life is precious, and and they can be taken at any moment. So I've learned to enjoy it and not let a lot of things bother you. So is it is your ringtone on your phone, John Denver's Country Roads? No, but I'm going to tell you this. So the first time when I uh, I was assistant AD from Rocky River High School before I went to where I was at now, uh, we had went on a uh, we went on a boat like a kind of ADs get to know each other type thing. So we went out on a boat with Jeremy Boone and uh, it was uh, Taguchi. Um, who else was on that boat? Uh, Carlos Richardson, who's down at South Point now. But anyway, so. They were just going around, I guess, getting everybody to know each other. And so they have it on tape. And, and I mean, I hate it. And I hope it, I hope Gucci's phone is messed up. But they have it on tape. So it was like country roads. And so, of course, I sung it because, you know, hey, it, it's West Virginia. So <laughs> that, that part is on tape. But other than that, no, the ringer's not on there at, at all. Now, is Taguchi, do you call him Tiny? 
<laughs> nah, I don't. I don't call because he would probably call me little tiny too. Then if that was the case. <laughs> well, we need to get Taguchi on here. He, he's the son of a wrestler, a professional wrestler. If I if I remember correctly, and I got to meet him through Jason Color at the national convention. He is a large individual, um, but he's got professional wrestling heritage. I guess I should put it that way. Yeah, he has he has a whole bunch going on. That's a wild good guy. <laughs> yeah. So okay, let's let's paint the big we talked about you being from West Virginia, but now you're in Charlotte. So paint on a map for those who are um geographically challenged, I call it, where okay. Charlotte is and where you are serving as assistant athletic director. I so Charlotte is in the Piedmont area. I guess you got like Charlotte, North Carolina is long, uh it's, I guess it's long east to west, so to speak. And we're in the Piedmont, which is right around, I guess. Southern Central is where it would be. I, I mean, ever since I've been, I call Charlotte the gateway to the South because you have 77 and 85, and you got to kind of pass through Charlotte to get to the South, you know, almost besides going 95. But Charlotte is the gateway to the South. Um, we sit here, we're right here, we're bordering of South Carolina. So you go right across the border, you're at Carowinds and all those different things. And Charlotte has, well, at CMS, where I'm the assistant AD, we have 20 high schools getting ready to open up 21 next year and 46 middle schools. So um, about 10,000 athletes, but I guess, you know, about, well, about 15,000 athletes between the two, but 46 high school, 46 middle schools, 20 high schools getting ready to open up 21. Um, Charlotte is the, the Queen City. It's nicknamed the Queen City. It's where the Panthers are. Uh, it's where the Charlotte Knights are. The Charlotte FC, the new soccer club. Um, and the uh, Charlotte Hornets as well. And then we also have the Checkers, or our hockey team, which I think that they won their cup uh, a couple years ago, I think right pre-COVID, I believe. So you say earlier, and I, I don't want to just just glance past this statement, but you said you went on a boat for ADs to get to know each other. Yeah, so it was the end of the year, and it was like my first year. Um, and because it's 20, it's 2080, so it's split up into two different groups. So that was like my first year. Um, and I was actually the assistant at that time, um, but the AD at the time didn't pretty much go to a lot of stuff. So I, I went because <laughs> I knew I wanted to be in this role. Um, so we went and it was split up into two different groups and was trying to get everybody to kind of, you know, get to know each other a little bit more, talk around. The turnover rate for ADs here is not it's not really high. Sometimes they'll go across, well, you know, go across the border um, for different things. But uh, I think it's always something good. Like now we have our monthly meetings. We always have monthly meetings, but we'll do an end of the year or our Christmas, uh, our Christmas dinner or Christmas luncheon we'll have and do like gift exchange. So it's kind of a thing to where I feel like. Uh, it is, it's not the glamorous job. I tell people you're not going to get a whole bunch of pats on the back, but you will be noticed when they need something, when somebody needs new uniforms or whose fault it is that, you know, the officials didn't make it or something. So we try to do things to where maybe you get to celebrate each other. Um, and basically just, and that's why I love going to conferences. That's why I love being on the board, uh, member at large uh, for the NCADA, Region 6 and 8. But just being able to, Fellowship with your brothers and sisters in that. It's like an organization, like a fraternity, sorority type for me um, to be together and really kind of, you know, learn from each other and grow with each other. So this wasn't like a survivor kind of deal. You're on the boat and somebody gets voted off or anything like this. Well, well I'm going to tell you this. There, um, <laughs> so Carlos, because it's crazy because 
Carlos Richardson, who's now in South Point, he was at Vans High School at the time. He was sitting on the back of the boat, like, you know, with his feet in the water and trying to get him to. So I think I think too much. It seemed like it was going to be too much joking going on, and I think he got tired of that and just just got up and came back on the boat at that time. <laughs> but no, we did we didn't get the we didn't have to have a Survivor Series at that moment. <laughs> so let me ask you this: How well do you know Roy Turner? I know Roy very well. Um, Roy and, and Roy was has been a mentor to me, and I will tell you why. So my boss now, Erica Turner. Erica was my principal at Rocky River. So I started with her. She started in uh, August of that year. I came in in December of that year. And once I got into this and I said it's something I really wanted to do, she reached out to the people that she knew very well, which was because she's been the uh, county AD. She was the first black female county AD over Alamance County. And Roy was the person when she took over, she said Roy came down, spent time with her. Um, gave her a lot of information to help her out. So she called the people that helped her when I started. So when I went to our first conference, it was people walking up to me like, hey, and I'm like, hey, what's up? And it's like, we knew you were coming, you know, so she had already did. So me and Roy had started then, and I told him how serious I was about getting more involved. I wanted to get on boards. I wanted to, you know, I don't want to just be a good AD in Charlotte. I, I want to take it to the next level and learn what we can. But so Roy has been really good. He's been real instrumental in sharing information with me, um, telling me that's how I got to teaching. And now I'm on the uh, uh, facilitator uh, on the LTC board as well, teaching classes and things. So Roy's been real good. I mean, I can call him and text him and, and uh, always been a good guy to me. And I, I mentioned Roy because he and I went through the cohort together. So oh, okay. he was in my class in the cohort and that was my introduction to people in North Carolina. And then I got to meet people like Darren Coe and Colin Fagley taking a class. And then we had Kelly Lewis who was in the cohort <laughs> last year as a mentor for him. With Kelly, do yeah. you ever get him to change his tone or is he strict delivery the same way all the time? Oh, Kelly. Yeah, he has Kelly, no infatuation when I'm here. Kelly, he's about the same all the time, man, every time, because he used to be an athletic director, and that was before my time here in Charlotte at Independence High School. And so so Kelly, Kelly's the, he's the guy. He's, he's the guy. It's always a good time. Uh, you're going to get a good laugh. And, and I, you know, he's very uh, he's very transparent about what he said. It's like, hey, he'll just tell you some stuff and then say, hey, keep doing what you're doing. So, um, no, nah, Kelly's a real good dude. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Kelly's, but we're not here talking about Kelly or Roy or anybody else. We're here to talk about Steve, and we're here to talk about Steve's life and Steve's stories. And you filled out a form for us, and you kind of teased us earlier <laughs> saying you're going to tell us a story about your grandbaby. I'm excited about that. But I know in the form you had a, a, a story that we're kind of left on edge with, a cliffhanger, mm -hmm. if you will, just kind of anticipation there. I know Danielle is just – Chomping at the bit to kind of hear mm -hmm. this story. So let's jump into the story, man. Okay, so to tell you about the, the flush your eyes out. All right, so <laughs> when COVID hit. Um, That's all COVID we know. A, that is all he told yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, said, yeah, the flush, flush your eyes, eyes out. out. So <laughs> when COVID started, you know, we had the thing where they canceled the season. And then the following year, it was like, well, we weren't going to have it. We were going to have it. So then they said we are going to have it. So we had all these meetings and these trainings. So the district was providing all the schools with all these these cleaning supplies, the backpacks, the, the, the guns, the clean down, the sanitize. So 
My wife is always, she's always kind of been on me, like, ever since you got out of school. When we got, it was March 13th, I think, that we went out or something like that. I think I was probably at the school every day until they came back. Like, I just couldn't sit at home. And um, I was just always going to the school, finding something to do. So anyway, when they said we could come back and they started sending all, we had a training for all these supplies and all of these chemicals and how to use it. And so because Rocky River was like, that was my place, you know, um, my, my, my principal will tell you, which is my boss now, she'll tell you, she thought I was depressed. She was going to have to get counseling one time when I went to my first, uh, and this is off subject. So I went to my first national, uh, AD conference in IAAA in San Antonio. Well, when I got back, I found out somebody stole my gator. And so my gator was done. I was like really like hurt. I was depressed. He said, you're depressed about the damn gator. <laughs> she, was like, she was like, I'm going to have to get you some counseling because you're walking around here like moping. And I, and I was so mad because the bad part about it, when the gator got stolen, they locked the gate back. <laughs> so, so it seemed like it was some inside type stuff. But anyway, so we had all of these cleaning supplies. Wait, wait, wait. Um, yeah. I need infinite to process how you're hurt and it was an inside job. You just like swooped right over the skater story. That was it had okay, so this is what I'm thinking, right? So everything was locked up. And I and I really I mean my baseball coach at the time, like I always had to sign out my gator. I mean, I I didn't want anybody using the gator. Uh you gotta take care of it. And I had even and on the second one, I went and brought, they don't know it, but I went and bought a tracker off of Amazon and I stuck it under the bottom of that in case somebody. But <laughs> so, so even now to this day, like it's, it's still up there, but they don't know it, but it is a tracker on there. I can put it on my, it's on my phone. So what happened was I got back and I was like, well, the gator gone. There's like the gator gone. I said, where the hell the gator at? And so I'm, I'm just losing it. And I'm like, somebody took the gator. So I went to our resource office. I was like, I need the cameras, pull the cameras up. And so the camera's like, man, this thing don't work. You can't see nothing. I thought this was the, because they had spent all this money on these cameras. And I thought they were digital. You could see stuff like like some some high tech, you know, seeing the dark. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what happened was I got in there and we're looking at the camera. And I said, all right, you can see where somebody's pulling up to the gate. All right, they got in the gate. And you see the gator rolling out. They turn the lights on and roll it right back out. Well, apparently, when the police, you know, uh, when the security guy went out there the next week, the gates were locked again. I said, well, man, they locked the gates back. So it's like they unlocked it and locked it. I don't know what happened or how that happened. Maybe it was already unlocked. But anyway, that's the gator. Still show. I was so upset to where I didn't want nobody touching the gator um, after we got another one with the insurance. Um so he was like, are you okay? Because he was like, you you moping around around here. <laughs> like, I mean, I used to do everything. My my custodians would tell you, like, I used to do help them do everything. I, I would clean up. Um, on some spring break, I did a makeover, cleaning up the whole campus. Just me and the gator. I was putting trash <laughs> in it and hauling it. Um, my football coach got a little upset because – Okay, so you know how they got the thing, the great, we got a turf field, right? And you can clean the field. So I hooked it up, I hooked it up wrong. And I was dragging the field, but I was dragging the field wrong. And I was recording myself and everything. I just thought I was just doing a damn good job. <laughs> but when you go up to, when you go stand at the top of the stadium and look down, the whole, the whole turf was like, it was like, Steve, you had it on wrong. So I guess I was dragging it wrong. But anyway, so it was something different, but it got fixed. It wound up getting back right. 
So the first rise out came is when we got all of these supplies. So I had this big coaches meeting mandatory. I got to show everybody how to use the spray backpack. Look like you're in a Ghostbusters and stuff like that. I was like, you can't can't mix this stuff. You got to make sure you pay attention to this. And so I wanted to have because I said this is important in order for us to have you know athletics. We got to know that you all trained to do this. So I'm doing all this training and stuff like that. So I was making up the little individual spray bottles. And so I went into the, um, to the custodian's back hall and I was back there mixing up the bottles. Well, one of the custodians was like, Steve, I'll do it. You know, don't worry about it. I said, no, I got it. You know, I'm going to just set them out. You can put them where you need to. So everybody's gone. Nobody's going to school me. I think maybe one or two custodians. So I put the hose down in the bottle. And I don't know if I look back and forth or whatever happened. It filled up and it squirted up. So when it squirted up, it got in my eye. So, and I was like, oh man, and, it, and I don't know what the hell it was. And it was like crazy and it was crazy. So now, mind you, I have, I had this training. I showed everybody, look on the wall, this happened. You flush your eyes out. This Well, the training went out the window for me. I was like, my eye, my eye, my eye. And so instead of screaming, I didn't want to scream. Like me screaming, big guy in there screaming, I don't want to do that. So I was like, oh, I was like yeah. so the custodian guy, he said, Coach Wild, is that you back there growling? <laughs> and I was like, no, nah. I said, my eye, my eye. And then he was like, won't you just flush it out? And I was like, oh, yeah, and I forgot. So we, we got the hose and we're doing it. But I let it stay in there too long. So I had to call on my wife. And the attorney had to take me to the um, emergency room. So they put me in the emergency room and they put this device in your eye that holds it open. And, and I've never seen it. It's like a cup. So they had to flush my eye out. So I was in the emergency room for about two hours for them to run a, a saline through the holes to flush my eye out to get all of the stuff out. So I'm laying in the hospital bed and I got this patch over the eye and this, this tube ran into my eye. And that looked real dead. So my wife was like, what, what the hell are you doing? Like, why did you do this? So... It was one of those things where, and they said, well, why didn't you just flush the eye? They had the eye thing right there. So the flush the eye kind of went out the window when that stuff started burning my eye. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to see. I can't see. I can't see. And he was like, just relax, you know, just flush your eye out. And if I would have flushed my eye out right then, probably would have never had all those problems. So that was the, that was the flush your eye out. It's compounded because you're already depressed from the gator. And that's yeah, it. Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, you and the Gator were like that. Oh man, you, you just you don't understand. Like that, she would tell you. She was like, "Him, well, nobody touching that Gator." Like I'm like, "Nope, I'll do it. I'll do it." Like, nah, the Gator was that was that was my buddy. Like, and I and like I said, I put that tracker on the other one just in case they might try to get it. So let me ask this question about flushing your eyes. And you you had done the you had done the training with the coaches at that point. Yeah, I had already done the training, so that was the best. So when I came back to school the following week, I couldn't, like, tell nobody why I had this little thing. And I was trying to, like, you got to keep this over your eye. And I was like, heck no. I was like, ain't no way in the world I'm going back to work with this over my eye for somebody to ask me. So, you know, I pulled it off, and I was trying to, you know, walk around with it. Because thank God it was, like, a Thursday or something, like a Friday, something like that. So... I came back to during the day, like in class, because I was teaching classes, I wouldn't have it on or I'd put the sunglasses on or something like that. And then it'd be like afterwards, then I'd be like, man, this thing hurt like hell because it took some days to get back right. 
And I guess a couple of weeks later, I told my friends, I said, I told her what happened. But the custodian knew, and it was like, hey, are you going to be all right? You know, it's like, <laughs> are you? Are you? So now because my football coach wide, I wound up telling him, and he said, damn, I'm glad you didn't uh, do that to the rest of the staff. You had already told about how to use everything. But yeah, so I messed that up. So that was probably one of those times where you got to practice what you preach. And I, and I was not doing that at all. <laughs> well, it's probably, it's probably a very good uh, story to tell, you know, people like, Hey, I just got done teaching this. I did it to myself, freaked out and didn't do what I was told to do. Like you have to kind of prepare what? for that, I guess. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It was totally uh, freaked out. Cause at first I was like, I was, well, I got upset cause I'm like, man, I'm wasting the stuff. Then if I start burning, so oh, this is serious. <laughs> but, I'm wasting this, is this serious. stuff. Yeah, I was like, yeah, well, it's, it's, this, this is serious. You said this happened when you were just coming back from COVID. So this is like serious chemical we're talking here. This is like oh yeah, like top of the serious. Line. Yeah, serious. Like you not see no more out of your eye type thing. It might be why I need glasses now. <laughs> It might be why That's I need glasses. Disclaimer, now. You can see no more out of your eyes. If this gets in your eye, you cannot see any more out of your eyes. Yeah, that, that is the that is the truth. I mean, that was the truth. You can see now though. You're, you're, oh no yeah, I can see effects. now. I mean, I need glasses, but I mean, I guess it's, I don't think it's because of that. But yeah. I can see now. The, let me ask this question. You made a statement about the the custodian saying, "Is that you growling back there?" Because yeah. you said, and then I quote. You didn't want to scream. Yeah, yeah. He said you were growling. Which is worse, you growling or you screaming? Which one would have been worse in their eyes? So, and that that was kind of like, you didn't want to laugh because it was starting to hurt. But he was just like, Coach Rob, is that you back there growling? Like, are you trying to pick something up? You lifting something? Like, you need help? Like, what's going on? And so it was just like, man, I was like, oh, wow, if I would have. And I probably would have started yelling or something if I thought everybody was out of the building, but, you know, that wasn't the case. Right. You had to be the tough guy persona, huh? Yeah, yeah, trying to as long as I could, as long as I could, but that that ran out the window pretty fast. So what was the conversation like with your wife? I mean, how did you explain this to her? You know, I was trying to think of a story to make it to where, like, a kid did it, like the kid (laughs) was in there and, and... Somebody dropped something and it happened to splash. I was trying to make the, you know, because I was trying to put some people together, but the problem was she already knew nobody was at the school, right? Because we hadn't came back to school. So nobody was at the school but you. And so I was just like, um, it, it, I think, it, I don't know if I said a spill or something like that. And it was like, you just weren't paying attention to what you were doing. And so and with her, she'll start asking a whole bunch of questions to where you get frustrated. <laughs> And it's just like, I, I just messed up. I mean, it, it just messed up. Like, the stuff, and you'll, you'll blame the bottle. Like, it wasn't it wasn't properly something that came out because I couldn't make it my fault because it was going to look bad. Yeah. So, so did any of the happened. chemical get on the clothes? Like, did it bleach your clothes, or was it just straight hide? <laughs> Did no, because no, uh, it was sitting over in the in the uh, in the in the little area where the water where they load up their like mop buckets and stuff. So I had set the gallon containers down in it. So the hose that they have connected, I just stick the hose in each one and fill it up. Well, again, when I put it in that, I don't know what I was doing, and it had filled all the way up. So when it filled up, it started shooting up. And so when I look back, 
instead of looking like like that, I'm like, dang, and it said, oh, wow. and it, it went right in my eye. Yeah, it was a different ball game. It and it's more scary game. because there is nobody there. Like, you didn't want anybody there to see what you did, but, like, if you really were injured, there was nobody really there. You're kind of uh, Yeah, I'd have probably started trying to hit the, the series dial 911 type thing. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. My mind was in so many places that yeah. I don't know what I would have done. I mean, you find out really quickly, like, hey, calm down and, and get this. It's, it's one thing. If I got to take care of you when you do something, I can be good. But I'm like taking care of myself. It was like a whole other problem. Yeah. <laughs> did, I, at any point, did your principal say uh, you're not you're not doing anything with COVID stuff at all? We're gonna have somebody. Right, you know what? After about a week or so, I told her what happened. She was like, "Why don't you just leave that to them? Why don't you just leave that? Let the custodian <laughs> make that. You know, you you get. I don't know. I think she wanted. You gave me some um." Goggles. It was bound to be funny, but they gave me some goggles they put on my desk from the from the science uh, department. They brought me some goggles that said, "Don't you do anything unless you wear goggles." So, yeah, that was what that was. I want to know about your conversation with the uh, witness, the the custodian who you were growling. Oh. Did you come back and were you like, "We're not going to talk about this"? I, I think I think he was kind of he kind of knew because he was like. Um, like you gonna be okay? You you need me to call anybody? Like you gonna be all right? Because I, I mean, because he was just like, all you gotta do is flush it out. But it had already got into wrong, and so when I got back, and then he would be like, Coach Bob, you all right? You gonna be okay today? And so anyway, because I take care of them anyway, so anytime I get t-shirts and stuff like that. It just so happened he had a new T-shirt and a new hat that next day <laughs> uh, when I got back. So that was kind of like the, hey, just, just chill out. Don't don't go tell anybody what happened without me messing up. So he, he, he's been good ever since. So I, just, now I just picture you back there in the back. And and I my I got a visual, but I also have audio of you growling. And I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what that. I mean, I think I would have just full fledged started screaming. I wouldn't have just growled. I would have just said, "Okay, if I know it's just one other person here, forget the tough guy persona. I'm gonna just I need I need help at that point." Yeah, it was like I, I can make it through that. But I think even then, I'm um, going forward afterwards. Whenever he would say, hey, you got anything? You got any new T-shirts in? I think that was his way of saying, hey, you need to, I need a new T-shirt. Yeah. That's what we talk about this time again. But the word's going to get out. <laughs> yeah, the word's going to get out. But you so, bring up, uh, this whole story kind of highlights something that I always uh, had in the back of my mind when I was the last person at the stadium and, you know, turning out the lights when it was like the old school key and switch, you had to turn it off. And it was always like an inconvenience location, Right. Um, or, or you're doing something late at night at the school or you're shutting down the gym or whatever. And you're the only person there. Like it was always in the back of my mind. Like, what if something happened? Like no one's here. Like nobody knows. No one's going to come back until tomorrow. And so I was always trying to be, you know, more careful or conscious of those type of situations. And I'm pretty sure every AD puts himself in those situations. It's kind of unavoidable, right? You're shutting down whatever event you're at. So whether you're shutting down an event or you're staying late doing extra work like you were doing, helping out, there's that risk. And I feel like, you know, um, it's an important thing to highlight because what what are you going to do when it's you that needs the help and then nobody's there? I mean, I feel like you're lucky that you have that custodian to be like, push your eye out. (laughs) 
because <laughs> yeah, I mean, I couldn't have t- I couldn't have took myself to the the doctor. Like I couldn't see. Like even though the other eye was fine, you couldn't have took yourself to the doctor. But you know, in the same token, like what you're saying, it's always good from that point. And I've I've learned to you know that was in the early days of your so when you're young AD, you're just so hungry to do everything. And I remember one of my buddies was saying like. Steve, like, man, you you trying to do these 14, 15 hour days, like, like chill out. You're going to burn yourself out. But when I, and I guess I didn't know that in life that this would be something that I would love and, and be so passionate about because growing up in West Virginia, which Gary Ray, um, who's a big time AD from West Virginia, was my principal. And see, I never knew he was the athletic director. So Coach Ray was uh, the AD, but he was the principal too. So that you never, I never seen it. I never seen the athletic director. I never seen what they did. Um, I didn't know much about it when I was in high school. And so now to find something that you just love that where it's not work to where, like she would always say like, okay, so Rocky River sits off of 485, right? So it's a beltway around Charlotte. And if I'm driving and she's like, don't you do it. If I look over there because people would jump your fence and then I like, get you know, on your field. If I see people on my field, I would get off the exit. Like we were trying to go down to South Carolina to my daughter. And I stopped, got off the exit and came back over to the field to see who was up. I mean, because, and that's what happens. I think when you're saying like you're there by yourself, because it's like a second home for most athletic directors. When you love what you do, that's home for you. You're, you're there like it's a home. So you're not thinking, like, it's like, I'm not thinking something going to happen to me in my house, which it could. But your 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 school is that's that's like your other home and you treat it as such. You take care of it. Um, that's why they need to get athletic directors out of the classroom and just make them dean of deans of facilities, which we're pushing for now to get our ADs out of the classroom because that's your space. I mean, that's what you love to do. So yeah, you definitely got to do that. Yeah, you said it's like the second home. It's like a first home for most ADs. Well, yeah, that's true. That's that that is true. You you know. You do spend more time. I found myself, I spent more time there than I did home. And I, because I tell parents, you know, I'm with your child more than you are uh, for the most part, because you got to look, you get to school 630. You might get home on a, on a non-game day at seven. You know, if it's a game night, you tug 10, 11. So out of your 24 hours, I mean, you got about 14, 15 in the school. You're, when you get home, besides sleeping and eating, it's really not much you're going to be doing. You will spend more time at that place than you do anywhere else. Absolutely. And, 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 you, and you need to know how to react in emergency situations for other people, but we can't forget about like ourselves. What happens if it right. happens to you and if you are alone. So that might not be a bad idea as people are listening to really kind of think about like, what is your game plan if something happens to you? You definitely do. You definitely do need that. I mean, because it's just, and it's hard to keep us away from it. We love it. I mean, even when I had uh, COVID, uh, second game of the season, that la- year before last, a couple of years ago, uh, and I couldn't, like, I wanted to go to the school, but you find out how much you needed then, too, because everybody from the assistant principal to security is like, well, can you just come sit in your car outside the stadium and tell people what to do? I mean, I mean it's like... You really find out like, hey, they really do. They like it, it's that much. Like you, you organized and ran that much to where people don't understand that. Like you do so much, but it just looked like it's done. But they don't mm-hmm. see that you all the stuff mm-hmm. that you do behind scenes, behind the door. I mean, you know, behind the scenes of everything else that's going on. Yeah, and for sure. I mean, there's a few things we've learned from Steve for sure today. <laughs> One, if in need, growl. 
Uh, <laughs> don't scream, but growl. Number two, keywords in life. Flush your eyes. Just flush your eyes. I mean, it's a simple flush thing. Flush your eye out. Save, save you a trip. <laughs> and third, don't get near Steve's gator. No. Yeah, Steve's oh, gator is off limits to anybody. There's a I think when I got the promotion uh, to go downtown, Dustin, I think I was more... If it was anything I miss, I miss my kids. But I was like, "Damn, man, they're gonna have a gator downtown. You don't have a you don't have someone a gator else is downtown. gonna be touching my gator back at school." <laughs> right, right, right. So when you and when you go to other schools, uh, like because you know you got twenty high schools, from, you know when you go to there and you see them on it, you'd be like, "Hey, can I can I can I drive that?" You know, kind of. <laughs> Can I take? Can I drive that gator for a little bit? Do you mind? You're twitching. You're twitching. You're like, can I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You wanted to do it. It's like you just, you can just make it happen. You get the gator. You make things happen. I used to ride around the school. Um, I had ordered some uh, the the big flags that for the kids to run out with cheerleaders and stuff. So I would put it on the back of the gator, like right at like fourth block before school, and I'd just ride it around the school and let it just go and just. Riding around the school, I mean, it was something, man. I, hey, me and that gator, we we did a lot in those years. <laughs> so, did they ever find the gator? No. Oh. Hey, no. <laughs> and, and and the bad part about it, <laughs> I called the police station to come. You know, it's not that serious to them. You know, they, they don't take it that serious. Like, here's your report for your insurance. The kids are insurance now. Well. I called the police station a couple times to say, have you all heard anything? <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, but they kind of was like, man, if this if this man don't find something else to do, <laughs> like, but it was I was I, I was that serious about it. Yeah. Oh man. I was kind of like, you're not you're not doing your job if you're not out trying to find out where my gator's at. <laughs> you know, forget forget stuff. all the other serious yeah, things. Forget the real stuff. The right, gator right. is serious to me. That's it. That's it. That was it. That was oh, pride in that thing. <laughs> well, I feel so like your you... resource officers, your security guys, they they have no clue either. They just, I mean, they could see it being wheeled out. They, they could just, the they can see it. And all you saw was lights because it was so dark by that baseball. And and that was, like, I think, another thing, the baseball coach. And, and, I, and I didn't want to, like, I was ready to cuss him out, like, that's why you shouldn't have moved it. I mean, because, okay, so listen. All right, so what I did on the new one, we almost got in trouble with the fire department. So I was locking it in the school. I was driving it in the school and locking it. If I could put it in, I was if I could take it home every day, I would bring it home and then drive it back to school. But I had took it and double locked it. So I put it inside the state, inside the, it was like, you can't have it inside of that. So then I brought it inside the school. It's like, man, you can't have gas with that inside the school. <laughs> the fire department came one time, but they was like, hey, you got to get this out of here. So I wound up locking it in our auditorium, the band side uh, where the, the uh, drama team is. They have where they always do plays and stuff. They have this big gate and it's a driveway. So I started hiding it in there and putting it on the side and, and putting stuff around it. And then they were like they were having plays and they hosted a play where like schools from all over the, like, the state come in. Well, it was hard for them to get in and out because somebody got a gator that's blocking the double doors once you go inside the bank. So, yeah, she said, say, you got to move it. You got to move it. So, <laughs> hey, man, man, that, that, that gator was serious for me. But you, I'm sure you had a not... couple traumatic events back to back. You lose your gator and then you almost lose an eye. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
right. Which would have been sure more not, painful for you? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure you're not the yeah. first and or the last AD who will feel this passionate about their gator either. <laughs> oh, man. That, that, that thing was, that was life, man. That was, I mean... I wouldn't say, you know, I could probably deal without the eye, but hey, that gator, man, it was just, hey, you had to have it. You had to have it. I'd get to one side of the school. I I would chase people down because the way Rocky River sits out from the cut, and people would bring their dogs out and go on on their fields, right? And and I, if I look on the camera and I see somebody, I jump. My brother he lives in West Virginia. He said, "Man, if you don't stop bothering people." I was like, "Man, you can't bring your dog. Your dog's not allowed on my on our um, campus like that. You can't. It has no dog." So this one guy, he was being a smart aleck. He said, "Well, thank you for being the sheriff over keeping dogs off the property." I said, I, <laughs> I said, I mean, because. If I seen something, uh, it's almost like, oh, I got some action. Somebody's on the field that's not supposed to. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, that's how much you took care of the place. I mean, I, I swear, you you all know, you know what it's like. You know how you love to take care of your place. Yeah, I, I you got pride in what you do. You got pride in your place, so you want to make sure that it's done right and it's taken care of, and nobody. Nobody intrudes on your area. That's that's mm-hmm. your area, and you want to make sure it's right. Yeah, that's very. And I appreciate you coming on here and telling us about your beloved gator and you know your flush your eye. Beloved eye. (laughs) Beloved eye too, I guess. (laughs) Y'all don't y'all don't even want to know about my. um, I have the shortest coaching tenure of two sports um, within a year of of all time. I have not my short much. I had the shortest coaching tenure, um, tennis and softball. Uh, (laughs) So. I'll tell you those stories. I can get you those stories. You got time to tell them? Oh, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, right. Go for it. It's all right. So I'm going to tell you. The, the first one was tennis. So my beloved coach, Coach Bates, she was uh, like, we didn't have a lot of the sports, like especially a lot of female sports. So I, I always wanted to get, I hate not fielding teams because it hurts our conference. It hurt different things. And I know so teams plays like uh, sports like tennis, girls tennis, softball, soccer, you know, stuff like that. We had a hard time building those teams. And so the one year we got the tennis team, she had built up the program really good, but she had to go take care of some family stuff. And I said, well, you know, I'll go over and coach it. Now, you watch tennis on TV here. Now, you know, you see people, you yell or whatever else. So, and we were playing in Hickory Ridge. Uh, It was a conference game. And those two coaches, they were great. The ladies, they, so I get over there with my team. She's like, Steve, I just need you to supervise. Coach Bob, you just supervise. I said, all right, cool. So they were warming up, and I was like, yeah. So it was time for the first one. So I got over close to the fence, and she hit it. And so I was like, hell yeah. I was like, let's go. And they looked at me, and I, you know, I wasn't thinking at the time, like you're not supposed to be talking. So I did it again, and the coach, they said, Coach, we, we understand that you're passing, but, you know, you got to be quiet when people are. <laughs> So the girls came up and they was like, Coach, like, um, we appreciate you being here, but you, you can't do that. And I was like, oh, so I was like, well, I can go home. <laughs> Where y'all's coach at? Y'all can go. So I lost that, I lost that coaching job. The softball when I was trying to field the team. And um, my parents were like, you know, if you got enough girls, because I didn't have a softball coach. She said, you're going to have to coach them. I said, hey, that's all right. I'm going to go download all of it. I went and downloaded a whole bunch of stuff, start watching YouTube. I didn't, play, I didn't even play baseball. So we got out for our first day of workouts. We get outside, and out of these girls, I only got two that actually know how to play. 
the other seven or eight just signed up just to be signing up. And so, that, and then we were like the bad news bears or the Ravens pretty much. It was bad. So we get out there and I mean, you've always seen where coaches, you know, they hit the ball and they ground the ball and you see the kids get it. So I always wanted to do that. So I just wanted to hit the ball and y'all get it. Uh-oh. So I get out and I was like, all right, I need y'all to find out who's doing what, you know, so the one, the one girl who do know how to play, she's a pitcher. And so I was like, well, y'all get out there in the field first. We're going to get some workouts in, do some drills and stuff. And I was like, you know, I was just making up. I was just so happy to be the head coach. So <laughs> I, I got the bucket of balls. And at first I was just rolling them out, like, get them. All right, you pass it to this person. I didn't know what I was doing. So I started hitting a little bit. And then I was missing. So I told the girl who pitches, she came up and she pitched one. And I said, whoa. All right, so we're going we're gonna to leave that alone. We're not going to do pitching yet. You don't need to worry about pitching. <laughs> that damn ball came a little too fast. I said, well, we won't do that no more. So I hit it, and the ball went and hit one of the little girls. And I said, you know what? I don't think we're going to do it. Let's just wait to see if we get some more people out. So by the next one, I, that night, because I had a, um, we had a, um, a group chat, a group text on uh, Remind, right? And they were like, Coach, we're just going to wait to see if we can get some, another coach or see if we don't find it. So they kind of let <laughs> They fired you? There we go. So that was the shortest co- That was the shortest coaching thing ever. So it just wasn't my thing. But, yeah. That, that might be the first time that I've heard the kids being like, no, we're good. <laughs> yeah, so that's what they, they, they did. They said, Coach, we appreciate it. We left because I, I was like, we're going to get new uniforms. I'm going to get this. I'm going to do that. I was ordering stuff. I was buying stuff for myself to be a coach. Of course, I had my whistle. And, and after that first day, I just, it was just like, and that, and that I remind that night, I'll never forget it. They said, well, we're going to wait. We don't have enough. We'll, we'll wait to see. Has anybody said anything about coaching yet? And I said, well, I'll be nice. So they let me go. So my, my principal always be like, you're the only person I know that can get fired from two coaching jobs and, and they didn't even get the coach now. Yeah, they so, let you go. That's the best part of it. They let they you let go. You it go. wasn't the principal. It wasn't the AD. No, nah, yeah, they let me go. I said, we'll work. We'll wait. We'll just wait and see what we can do. And gently, we'll try to they work did, on it. Yeah, they did it gently, yeah, they too. <laughs> yeah, they did it gently. They were like, they, they love Coach Rob and they were so appreciative and, and you know, thankful. That, but no, nah, nah, we're not going to do this. I, I love the line that you said that you let the pitcher throw and you said, whoa, we ain't going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> no. Nah. I was not, I did not know. And then she was like, you know, I guess an average pitcher. I don't know if she was even even that's considered good. But the way the ball came, I saw, oh, no, this is not, this is not going to happen. This is not going to happen. I, I put, get me the stand and put it on the T-ball thing and let me hit it and then y'all get it. I don't need you pitching anything to me. No. Hell no. Yeah. Was there was there was there any growling when she pitched, or was that just strictly for the eye? Hey, I, you know that was strictly for the eye because I, I and then that would have been a scream the way she was pitching that dang on ball. <laughs> hey, that would have been a scream because I said, "Heck, no!" This I wasn't thinking that it was. I thought it was gonna be like an underhand toss, maybe, but she wound that thing up and it cast. Oh, nah, this is not it. <laughs> and she said, I'm going to need you to, uh, I said, yeah, I got to try to find the coach quickly. <laughs> quickly. <laughs> yeah, the fact that they said, coach, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're going to wait to see if anybody else comes out. Yeah. And I, I don't know if they talked to each other first, but then like, they were like, 
Hey, Coach, we're just going to try to wait to see if any, you know, one, if we get some more girls and if, if anybody else comes out. So he kind of let me down easy a little bit, but it was like, man, we're not going out here with him. So. You knew. You knew what they meant. I knew what they meant. Yeah, I knew what they meant. So is that, is that a firing technique he have used with any coaches since then? If he just got out there and said, we're going to see if somebody else shows up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I think you know. You know, now to think about it, could be a good one. Hey, we're gonna wait. It's, it's not. We don't. We don't have enough kids. We don't have enough kids for a team. So we're gonna. We're gonna wait. We're gonna wait a little bit. Yeah, yeah you just said, "Hey, that ain't happening." We ain't. Yeah, no, it's just not happening. Not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Oh man. Well, I definitely appreciate you making us laugh today because because you definitely did. Yeah. You, you came yeah. through. You said you wanted to have a good time. A good time was had for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I've got yeah. a whole new level of respect for Steve, and I've seen behind the curtain a little bit. I've seen behind who Oz really is, mm-hmm. um, Oz being Steve, and kind of figuring out that softball and tennis obviously aren't coaching professions that you're going to pursue. No. Uh, but <laughs> you also have some code words and you have some ways, and I think a great takeaway is take care of your custodial staff. And oh, sometimes yeah. they remind you that you have to do that because sometimes there's a secret or two they need to keep for you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. That's the hey, that's the little best in the building. That makes the building function. Without them, the building don't function. I used to tell the kids that all the time. I said the, the teacher can go, you all cannot show up. I said, but let the custodians not show up for about three or four days and let's see how this place looks. So yeah. I, those, are the, those are the most important people in the building. You talked about you not being there for COVID and how much you did, and they wanted you to sit outside in the car. Just let a custodian not be there for two or three days mm-hmm. and see what that's like. I wouldn't want that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I not want that. Exactly. That's a that's a game changer. That is a game changer. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, well Steve, thanks. I appreciate you jumping on here, man. I appreciate the laughs. I appreciate the fun, even in, <laughs> even if it was at your expense. And mm-hmm. we relive some some bad moments for you, the Gator, especially. <laughs> uh, we relive the eye situation, and then the shortest coaching tenure that I've ever heard of. Is, mm-hmm. You yeah. didn't make it. It's like the first day of tryouts. Um, we knew we were going to have a little trouble getting a team, but, you know, I got enough girls to come out. And I was just trying to get everybody in the building to come out. And she first said, day. well, you know, you're going to have to coach them. But when she told me, when the person was there, she said, hey, you don't have to coach them. I said, oh, hell yeah, I got this. And I, I mean, I, I was just downloading stuff and looking up drills and they cut you though. Yeah, yeah, they they did. They they, they did cut. I mean, it was bad. I, I think even down to the equipment um, that they use, like you don't even know what the equipment that the catcher uses and all this. I said, yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> it was going to be all right. But if they would have came, we would have made it happen. I'll make it happen. I just, if you stick with me, we'll make it happen. <laughs> oh man that's funny you can just imagine the conversations you have with their principal my eye they caught me <laughs> if you you know what if you ever talk to her and then you probably she was at the conference too, you probably meet her if you ever yeah. talk to her she will tell you like that is a case in itself to just talk to him to deal with him every day i mean it is, <laughs> it is it's something different uh, to keep her on the toes uh, I, but, but she's been like um 
always tell her one day when I when I when I get the big check, I'll, I'll pay her for having. Uh, I said normally people pay John Maxwell all these types of money because she's very intelligent, knows a lot, but she's given me so much uh, from the you know administrative side, you know this level, but being able to teach you so much and and just learning. I love learning, but then you know I love to have fun too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make the most of it. So you you mentioned Jeremy Boone. And Jeremy Boone was our closing speaker at the national convention. Mm-hmm. How much time do you spend with Jeremy Boone and how much do you learn from him? I, we, I, you know what? Before we would see him, I see him quite often. Well, here and there when he does like different uh, speaking engagements, uh, whether it be at our conferences or they used, used to have our coaches clinics sometimes, he would be there. So pretty much in passing now, just if it's at, it's at the same event that we might be at. Um, I would run across him then, and then you know we'll we'll talk for a little bit, and, and then on to the next. Well, you said the coaching clinics. It's clearly not softball and tennis. We you have established that you didn't go to those clinics. <laughs> yeah, you know. So what I do is I go teach for the for the state on our. I'll go teach the LTI classes. Okay. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I haven't been to. Uh, I, you know, I, I'd like to go to to maybe I maybe I need to go to one of the softball clinics and, and talk to them, but. Then they may say, "No, nah, that's okay. That's okay. You you be you stay the AD. You be the AD." So you you may have an LTI class just waiting, just from <laughs> stories in your life that you've dealt with the the Gator and the importance of that, the importance of the custodian. Just flush your eyes. Maybe we could call it flush your eye. Just flush hey, your well, eyes. You know what? I do I do do a uh, best practices. Uh, um, I do it here on balancing, you know, AD life and home life because I, I do it like for our for our district. And it's because it's very important. I tell coaches and ADs um, about being able to best practices of being able to balance the work life and being able to balance the home life. Because I know what it's like when you're just gone all the time and, and you can't get that. The one thing you don't get back is time. Time is the only thing in this world that holds us all accountable. I don't care what you've been through, your wealth station or class, whatever it happened to you. Time is the only thing that holds us accountable. And so it's very important that you do balance it. So I do teach, I did start a, um, a class to be able to teach uh, basically how to balance that, you know, being able to balance work life and home and and because it's very important. We'll, we'll get so caught up in what we love that we forget the bigger picture sometimes. Man, you want to talk about deep, Daniel. I mean, that was deep when he says time's the only thing that holds us accountable. I re- I'm writing that down because that is <laughs> that is some truth right there that you're talking we all have the same 24 hours. What we do with it is up to us. And so and Steve doesn't get any more than 24 hours a day that I get. So what we do with that time is important and we got to make the most of that. So it holds us accountable. I, I appreciate those words. Cause that's, that's a saying I'm going to have written in my office. So, so I remember, I rem- remember that quite frequently. Um, Man, we we got to an hour in, and you dropped that truth on me. I, I don't know. That I'm, I'm glad we ended with that instead of starting with that because my mind was blown right now. <laughs> that, 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 that's it. And I'll put the, my daily my, my week we doing Monday through Friday. You'll catch my post on social media. Do daily motivational stuff. Um, I did that from the time I wrote my book, Prayer Patience Progress, and I wrote a book back in uh, 2015, and and. Just doing daily motivation because you never know who's watching or who sees it. You know, you might get it. Uh, and when you stop doing it, that's when you round up people sees it. So I, anything to do to help somebody, encourage somebody, motivate somebody to do something, you know, all it takes is that for one day. You just never know. So 
Yeah, well, definitely. But time will hold you accountable. It lets you know where you are. Yeah, well, man, Steve, that's I, the deep I, stuff. I, and I really yeah. appreciate the information. And I appreciate your, your laughter. I appreciate you making <laughs> us laugh. And uh, I look forward to daily looking at your motivational stuff because I, 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 I watch it. I see it. I read it. Um, it's good stuff. It, if you can't, if you don't follow Steve, you need to, um, it's, it's quality, quality stuff. And, and I've really enjoyed our time together this morning, Steve, I appreciate you jumping on here and, and look forward to continuing watching your growth this next year in the cohort, but also in years to come as, as we continue to build a relationship and our friendship through this time and the network that's been created because of our profession. And I appreciate you all, um, you and Danielle both. I mean, like I said, I wouldn't watch some of your shows and you all, you make, you, you make this part the easy part, you know, this, this, the fun part to be able to relax. And I can't wait to, you know, push you all out some more um, through our, my social platforms just to be able to, because a lot of times we think we got to have all the right stuff, but this is the one like it's needed. This is so needed. So you all are doing a great job. Please continue to do it. Don't let it go away. Because um, we all need that. We we all need to have that downtime and it don't have to everything because we got enough serious. As soon as we all get off this this call, I'm sure some emails and texts are waiting on us. So <laughs> that, that that job don't stop. But it's great to have you all. It's great to be a part of this. And I'm honored to be able to be on here. Yes. Thank you so much. And, you know, you said your, your time is so important. So I appreciate you taking that time to, to hang out with us today. And what you just contributed, I think is, um, you know, to the entire athletic director profession is, is massive. So thank you very much, Steve. And thank you to Ticket Spigot for sponsoring um, all of our episodes. And we will be back next week with another episode. 